Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Explosive Hammer Movie Podcast, episode 094. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy. As always, joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? I'm doing fine. I do have a proposal going forward. Oh, okay. At least for this year. Yes. And I know that this uh, might tread on your any future movies that you were going to uh, bring up later, fake or not. <laughs> um, but I propose that, that after Megan, because... Megan's obviously going to be a masterpiece, and uh, we have to wait for that to come out. After Megan, how about no new movies, TV shows, or anything like that for the rest of 2023 so we can all catch up? Does that sound okay? Yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> and um, Okay, so we're, of course, talking about M3GAN, Megan, <laughs> and, um, and this releases tomorrow. So, so Yes, it does. <laughs> um, yes, get ready, everybody, because um, everything else is shutting down after this comes out, <laughs> right? That's what you're saying? Basically. Um, okay. Yeah, I would say the whole year, but thank, luckily for me, Megan's coming out, like you said, tomorrow, as of this recording. It's coming out on January 6th. I'll literally be seeing it tomorrow, probably multiple times in the theater. I've already committed to this because <laughs> it's going to be just so ridiculous. I don't, I don't know why I'm just so fully into this movie, but I am. But, but yeah, after that, man, there's just too much stuff. I'm hit with analysis paralysis every time I go to watch, you know, pick out a movie or a show. It's just hard. I just kind of let's just stop for like a second. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so we were just talking about this at work because, and this is kind of weird, but there's a there's a house that we always drive by at work, and this guy has like a, a whole wall that's windows, right? And he has it's got to be a, a, I don't know if it's a projector or what, but it's got to be 120 inches of screen on the on the wall or whatever. And, uh, so we pass every time we pass by it at night, you can't help but see like, Oh, it's like, what's my guy watching tonight? <laughs> and he's always, and I'm, I mean, always just on the Netflix screen, like nothing picked, just like browsing. <laughs> right. And so it's something that like multiple people, like we can't help but notice this. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, I fully get that. We, we need, we need to catch up. And Megan seems like the, the, the best uh, possible launching point for that yeah exactly uh so my man's got 120 inches and doesn't know what to do with it <laughs> not i okay but yeah no for real like it's just funny that he's that this is like a like a setup or whatever but it's still like no maybe <laughs> right no, like as he's just scrolling through uh that's hilarious but it's just between yeah like net like netflix between their uh their uh, own movies that they they come out with you know uh netflix originals um all these streaming sites now have originals tvs shows and movies and we're still getting things released in movies uh theaters rather obviously so i don't know i just like the more stuff comes out the less i kind of end up watching which is sad because you know you're from either social media or you and i actually like value your opinion over uh you know pretty much everything else when it comes to like recommendations but you're being hit from all sides by watch this have you seen this i can't believe you haven't watched this yeah and, uh, and, and if you don't watch it that moment like there's something else that's, exactly <laughs> like yep. everybody the world has moved on to the next thing before you have time to catch up yeah if you were to say to somebody right now oh my god did you see tiger king they would laugh they would laugh <laughs> out of the room like, i mean <laughs> um so. speaking of which have you seen glass onion i you know what i have and it's I was gonna say it's, it's really good, but I'm not sure. It's it's, it's definitely <laughs> something to talk about. 
Um, that's our that's our main screen. This is our main event today. Is talking about Glass Onion. And I'm sorry, I I've I jumped right to it. Um, no, it was a good segue because this is this is the new this is the current Tiger King. Like just in right, terms right, of and that's what's yes, the, that's why I felt like it was just such a perfect opportunity because yeah, I it is the, it is the movie that's like on Twitter. Actually, the time is the window is closing, so if you haven't seen it, you're gonna <laughs> need to asap. But but yeah, the window's closing on tweets that are like, oh my god, have you watched Glass Onion? Yeah, it's been almost out for a whole two weeks. Like that's it's, <laughs> and I mean that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so yes, we're doing a full breakdown of Glass Onion, then we'll move on to our usual rapid fire and not so much TV to you, but uh, <laughs> other things. Um, but so the way we're going to do this Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery breakdown is we'll just kind of run through the plot and everything like that and throw in our thoughts, recaps, uh, questions, and that kind of stuff along the way. I true, man. I'm going to have to really limit what i want to come out of my mouth um in terms of like i there i have a lot to say about this movie and because there's a lot going on so i i'm gonna have to pick and choose yeah i was thinking that too i was thinking like the timing of of my comments i need to be mindful of because well we'll get we'll get there you'll see trust me trust me um (laughs) as far as backstory things like that uh like i said we're talking about glass onion a knives out mystery i did think it was very funny that ryan johnson said in an interview that he hated that a knives out mystery had it to be had to be added um, to the title which i get and what he was saying is like i didn't want like i wasn't making a knives out mystery like i was making yes it's a recurring character and everything like that but i'm just making another movie and it's called glass onion like it was supposed to be kind of like you know a book on the on the bookshelf and one's called knives out and one's called glass onion and <laughs> i i really i really do hate that they that these companies think that people are so stupid or that it needs to be uh, branded as such that it has to be glass onion and knives because it's not a knives out isn't a series or i mean maybe the next one will be called a knives out mystery too but it's just the, the you know the title of the first film it would be it would be something else if it said glass onion a benoit mystery right or something <laughs> yeah. like that like i mean at least something that's connecting them other than just like oh yeah that was the title of the first movie it's just, it's awkward yeah um and uh, you know he said in the interview he was saying like you know i get it i get it like some people are not going to know what it is without that but like i fucking hate that it's in there like it doesn't matter Um, why would it did a knives out need to be called a knives out mystery right no it's just called knives out yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um so yes this is the the second i guess in this knives out multiverse and uh again directed by uh, ryan johnson uh famously known from knives out <laughs> i thought you were gonna say star wars no <laughs> uh you caught on um uh again dana craig reprising his role as benoit blanc and then we've got a whole new uh, slew of characters big yes. big cast so let me just run through obviously we've got uh batista edward norton uh um, um leslie odom jr there's so many people that is this off the dome for you because it's pretty good it's those are so off far. the dome yes and i was trying to get to the list uh, you know uh enough, janelle but... monet Catherine hahn i just have it right here uh jessica henwick i'll just go through all of them madeline klein noah segan uh jackie hoffman dallas roberts kate hudson and you said bautista and then i don't know if you want to talk cameos now or when we get there but oh yeah well i'll do it when we get there um (laughs) and yes so this is again a mystery a whodunit i guess um with a little bit of a spin just like uh knives out uh had a little bit of a twist what i guess you 
a twist on a twist. Yeah, right? yeah, of, a tw- yeah, a twist on a twist. Uh, we've um, talked about the movie before. Loved it. Loved Knives Out. Yeah, same. But neither, neither of us will preface. Neither of us watched that before this because you don't you don't have to. Or, I don't think right. You do, right? No. There, yeah. There's okay. no reason. Yeah, no. My I, my friend even asked me, should I watch that before then? I said, you know, it's a good movie. You can, but it's not connected. And she's like, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> like, yeah, right, that's fine. Um, so I think that's all I have for backstory here. Before we, uh, yeah, before we dive in, there's going to be obvious spoiler. Anytime we talk about a movie that we're focusing on, there will be spoilers anyway. But like, there's no way to talk about a murder mystery without right. you know getting plus just... like we talked about. If you haven't seen it, like where have you been? Like where <laughs> exactly. on earth have you possibly been? It's been two weeks. Like, um, so movie opens up. This is first big talking point right here. <laughs> movie opens up. All right, uh, all of our characters are uh, have these boxes delivered to them. Okay, they're all on the uh, collect or not a collect call. Jesus, <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> they're all on a, a group call, and they're solving uh, this little mystery box that has all kinds of puzzles and things like that. Okay, first point. Uh, I did not like immediately. Do not like any COVID related material in movies. Um, I just I know that it was kind of unrelated um to the plot and everything like that but i didn't like that it opens up and that it was a little it was a little too aware that it was talking about the pandemic that so I, okay you brought it up so i'm just gonna get my thoughts about that out now because i do have thoughts I, i'm gonna skip ahead just a little bit i won't reveal a cameo or anything but so like i didn't understand what the point was like you said i don't i don't like it either but then it's like what's the point of having it in the first 20 or so minutes of your movie? And then you do a, you have this, this plot thing that happens that just gets rid of it. And then you never think about COVID again. So why are we setting this in a COVID universe right. when it could have just not been like, I, do you have, do you have to acknowledge it now in every movie? I don't like right. set in that time. Like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't need acknowledge. And then, and then it never plays in again. So I don't really, yeah, I didn't get that. And then, and so I paused the movie, like, to say that to Mackenzie. And she was like, well, do you think they filmed it during COVID? And I was like, okay, maybe. But also we could have, there was no reason, like, they're just on a group call. There was right. really no reason that it even had to be acknowledged. Um, and, it, like, I just, the thing that bugs me about this is, like, if you take, okay, let's just talk, like, the market, I mean, the, the house market collapse. Uh, okay. Like, that wasn't something that was just, like, mentioned in every movie for years to come. Right. Like, even though it was something that affected a, a lot, a lot of people. Um, but I just think it's such a weird thing to kind of, like, force people to, be, to like, I don't know. Because well, it's like I, a shared, yes, it's like a shared thing we all experienced, but... I don't, I'm not, I don't want to experience it in my movies. <laughs> That's the thing. It doesn't, yeah, it, it, we don't, we don't need to be having it in the movies where, I mean, our big, big escape from specifically the pandemic too, which is interesting. Yeah. Um. So unless your movie is going to be like, have it as like a plot point or focus on it whatsoever, then yeah, really why have it at all? Um. And, and it's, yeah, not, if it's you if, know, okay. If it's a glass onion, a COVID-19 mystery. I, okay. That makes sense. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um. But at the beginning of, of, fellowship of the ring or i guess maybe two towers when that was filmed 
they did all the famously they did get the fellowship all back together. They they sat down and they prayed and they they all said never forget about nine eleven <laughs> that happened yeah. in that movie. Like it just it doesn't I, no just don't do it. <laughs> um, yes, and okay, so yes, it's it's COVID COVID times. All right, and they're all doing these puzzles and you're getting a lot thrown at you about the characters and I just I don't know how to explain it. But there's just really a lot, like right from the get-go, and I'll talk about this more as we go on, but there's, I feel like there's a lot of expo about the characters that I just didn't feel so much the first time around. Yeah, you don't really understand kind of who they are yet, because um, right. you don't really get the relations to each other. I think a couple of them, but yeah, you're just kind of thrown headfirst into like four four or five like main characters, basically. Yeah, and I just, and I don't, I'm, I'm going to try not to compare too much to Knives Out, but there's some things where, like, I just can't help it. I'm sorry. Of course. <laughs> um, but one of them is just, like, I really liked in Knives Out, your intro to all the characters is their version of the story. And right. I thought that was really cool because, like, I'm not really, I don't really know anything about these people. I just know what they're saying happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, this, like, these people are like, oh, come on, man. You know I'm a men's rights streamer. <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. <laughs> um, so yes, we we go through this puzzle. They solve the puzzle, whatever, uh, and they receive an invitation. Okay, the invitation is to this private island owned by uh, what's Ed Norton's character here, Miles Braun. Yeah. Um. So, uh, and then the invitation is also worded with where you'll be solving. Uh, the mystery of my murder. So, okay, that piqued my interest. I'm ready. Uh, I was felt stupid because I was like, "Is this a rich guy that knew he was going to be murdered and then sent these out?" Like, I didn't know. Right. I didn't know it was just a literal murder mystery game until they got to the island. I was, I was so a little <laughs> confused. Um, yeah, I was, I was too. Like, and I wasn't sure. I was thinking a couple of options, like you just said, both of those, and and just, I was interested to see where we were going. I guess. Or which one it was. Right. Um, so, okay, also we have, before all this, we haven't even discussed, Benoit Blanc is playing Among Us. Didn't super care <laughs> for this scene because it just felt like the other people, the other people he's playing with just felt a little forced and weird, but you know, a little too on the nose maybe for him to be playing Among Us, but yeah. You know. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what the line is here where he says like, uh, they call an emergency meeting and he says like, what's the point of this or something like that? I, yeah. I, I forget Th- that. I thought was funny, but yeah, a little, a little, little jarring, I guess. Cause he's playing with like Natasha Leone and like, and like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I think. <laughs> and Kareem, Kareem's just a little, like Kareem's been an airplane or whatever, but he's not, he's not an actor. And it's just, he's just like, Hey man, come on. I don't know. He's just very, <laughs> I just did a better job of him acting. I, I mean, that's what um, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So then we have the scene. Everyone's meeting up. They're going to the island. Everyone is uh, absolutely uh, floored at the fact that, and I have to find this character's name also. Um, let's see. Is it? Who? Oh, are we talking about? The character uh, that shows up. The last character to show up. Janelle Monet's character? Is that? Yes. So Helen. Helen. Okay. Yes. Helen. <laughs> Helen shows up. Or no, 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 sorry. And, well, and, oh, fuck. I oh, tried to get dude. the right name, and I got the wrong one. Right. Well, we said spoilers. You were we wrong. have. Um, um, really quick, like, before we get too far, though, the cameo. There's, there was the one cameo uh, right after Among Us. If you just want to, there's, uh, 
Oh wait, what's uh, Hugh Grant uh, shows up for as his, as oh, his, like yeah. his partner. <laughs> yes. So like Benoit Blanc canonically gay, which is cool. And yeah. his partner is Hugh Grant in the movie for like ten seconds. I forgot. Yeah, I was gonna say that was so short, and I knew that Mackenzie was not gonna recognize him. That I completely forgot about that cameo. Oh wait, yeah, it, he he only talks in that scene. He doesn't show up till later. Either way, yeah, that's but that's who that is. Um, yeah, which is funny. Um, okay, so we get to the boat where everyone's getting transported. Obviously, something's up with Andy slash Ellen. Uh, oh, fuck me. <laughs> God damn it. Can you just put like a really long beep over that? Start. Just kidding. Um, we get on the boat. I don't have anything written for like really until we get to the island. Um, well, mo- the other most important cameo is right here. And that's and, and that's all I have about cameo. Oh, I'm lost. I- Oh man, Ethan Hawke delivers the 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 shot of non-COVID that gets rid of COVID for the movie. Oh, that's right. Oh my god, I forgot. Um, that was kind of funny, and I, also there was nothing else related to COVID after that. So I, I right, that's a where perfect cameo in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> no, but it it was kind of funny because the story is taking place in May of 2020. So um, it was just kind of funny, like that he has this thing and they ask what what it is, what's in it, or something like that. And, yeah, is he just shooting like a pre like a the what Pfizer was before everybody else got it right, <laughs> right. down their throats? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so we get to the island. Miles is showing off his his glorious island. Um, you know, lots of uh, kind of just like, kind of corny stuff. You know what I mean about his like uh, accolades and everything like that. There's a there's a lot of like self aware humor in general. I guess uh, like. And Hollywood humor, like uh, Jeremy Renner has a exactly. hot sauce. Yeah, the, um, the it's very like celebrity centric. This movie, yeah. like between like from everything from the thirty second cameos of these people that we don't see in the movie to the cast itself to like you said, like this like Jeremy Renner's hot sauce and who somebody has a drink. I can't. Rem- I think they you know somebody has an alcoholic drink. There's a, a Jared Leto. There what? Yeah, name dropped somewhere, but I forget. Yeah, so I was just kind of wondering like it's not it's just a it's definitely a choice to show you i guess what kind of person miles is like and i mean as yeah. far as that stuff goes but yeah in general i agree if it's sure for miles but in general i usually see those as like kind of cheap jokes, yeah che- like cheap little things that's Which what are- i was trying to i i i was trying to figure out what point ryan was making with like the insertion of like all of this like celebrity stuff did you see let me pull this up really quick it was the judd aptel movie that came out last year and it was about them making a movie during covid the 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 green screen the but yeah the bubble the bubble it felt very bubbly and i (laughs) i don't know if you watched that movie i don't think i even talked about it on here you did because that's the only way i know about it is because i do remember that you talked about that movie because i i was like interested in what it was like so i'm glad that you saw it for me Um, (laughs) yeah i did take that bullet (laughs) (laughs) there's some funny scenes but like overall this movie just like survives barely on those kinds of jokes and so Uh like i said they just feel kind of cheap um Okay, let's see. What's our next big thing here? Uh, it was just sorry when they when they do show up on the island. Let's just say that uh, Edward Norton's character Miles is very surprised, very surprised to see Andy show up. Yes, yes, that is something <laughs> that gets addressed a couple times. Um, so th- yes, everyone's surprised. They do the dinner. Okay, they have dinner, and 
um, we do find out that the murder mystery is that Miles has, um, he has a whole pretend murder planned out. Is that right? Yeah, it gets a little it gets a little confusing to me though. What? Well, not maybe not confusing. I think I'm just an idiot. There's obviously this fake game that you're about to say, but then it just like I'm trying to figure out in my head then why did he really invite every and did, it's hard to talk about this stuff without just okay just continue. right okay so the, well the question and i think some other people some other characters mention it right there's there's a little no one's really sure why benoit blanc is there right well that's Ex- for sure yeah even even miles Braun. so he sends out again there's like so many flashbacks that it's like where he sends out those those murder or sorry the mystery boxes to everybody to get an invitation like you said and we kind of are led to believe up until a certain point that Benoit received one from somebody, but it wasn't Miles Braun. Right. Like, like, yes. Because um, he does say I didn't, he, like, before the, the murder mystery game, he says to, to Blanc, like, I, did, I don't know who invited you. <clears throat> Excuse me. It wasn't me. But, hey, it's it's great to have the worlds. And then we start to realize he's not so smart when he uses words like the pre-something detective that's like not a word, basically. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. You find out, but yeah, but yeah, very so, important. Very important. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of things here, and then and we also kind of find out, if, uh, like finally, like the connections. Like he wasn't, Blanc wasn't invited, but we finally find out that everybody else that was invited are like longtime friends that go back and have these very interwoven relationships that you know, very, you know, play heavily into into everything. Um, but yes. everybody's basically being bankrolled by miles and in, in a way kind of right yes you yeah you do find out very early that there's well all the characters really have a, a little there's some kind of twist or some kind of something up with their relationship with miles yes um so at dinner miles announces that they will be doing this pretend <laughs> murder mystery okay and it's going to take place for the entire weekend holy shit <laughs> uh he explains all you know all kinds of everything that he's planned like all the like rules and things like that and uh within what like 30 seconds uh ben, ben Walbonk spills the beans he's figured out the entire <laughs> the entire murder mystery and he explains it to the entire group um, which I thought was kind of whatever, but then it was very, very funny whenever Miles takes him up to his office area, whatever, upstairs, and he's <laughs> absolutely pissed um, <laughs> because of all the time that he took in yeah. planning this. And I forget, what is the person that he paid? Um, it's like, I think like a, like a, I'm assuming a mystery writer. It was somebody that I didn't know. That's what it was. Of. Yes, yes. Uh, he, he paid a writer to, to like conjure up this whole thing. Yeah, another um, important detail. One thing that I didn't, so the fa- the way it's funny because after Benoit reveals all this, then he gets shot by like a fake arrow. Like what was like that's what was supposed to happen or whatever. Who? How? So how was the killer? I guess that's not really important, is it? The important part is he dies, and it's just like who who did it? Not literally like we don't have to think that you know the person that did it in that fake scenario set up the elaborate yeah, oh, way right, to kill right. him. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> that's. I think that's. Not something that, like, confused me, like, for the stuff that happens later, but I was just wondering, like, oh, okay, I didn't really get that. But, yeah, the – I didn't expect um, that to happen. The I thought that the murder mystery that he set up was definitely going to play throughout the story. Into, right, into yeah. The, so I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. Um, okay, but to your point, what you just pointed out, there are <laughs> – hopefully I wrote them down. There are several things that at the end of the movie I thought back to and was like – 
this this is more confusing than than right. it makes sense. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, yes, Miles is pissed, and as he's you know uh, upset and he's talking to Benoit Blanc, the uh, power goes out. Okay, and oh wait, actually, that happens after. Are they all together? Like in the downstairs area when the power goes out? Man, it's it's hard for me to keep track of a timeline. I even have it in yeah. front of me. I'm like, okay, so whatever. My, you know, Miles is mad at Benoit Blanc, there, but they're going to enjoy the rest of the weekend. I know that at least. The rest of the group is like, hey, we're here. Like, let's drink. Let's have a good time. We'll catch up. That kind of stuff. Some of them, a couple of them do want to leave, and he, like, convinces them to stay and do exactly, like, what you just said. Like, hey, like, we can still, just because this isn't a thing, like, why can't we still hang out and have a good time? Yes. Um, and there's... Uh, let's just throw out now that there's a he, that Miles has the not a copy the original Mona Lisa because this is kind of a, a big thing um, in his collection of all this fancy stuff that he has. Yes, the, and it's top notch security. Me is is yes exactly. Is that why they introduced COVID so he could literally say that the Louvre is closed because the how you say it, the Louvre is closed because of COVID? So they they lended me the Mona Lisa. Like, uh, oh, <laughs> that would be stupid, but <laughs> it would be. But I, you might be right <laughs> because why else? That's yeah. Hmm. But it would be funny if that's they're working backwards. Like, OK, here's our murder mystery. Oh, let's put the Mona Lisa in and do this. Oh, shit. How do we get the Mona Lisa to make sense? Honestly, I think. Yeah. OK. I but I do think that that's how <laughs> I do think that's how this movie was written. Um, <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> um. Okay, so anyways, at some point, the power goes out, okay? Um, uh, let's see, let's see. Which is another, like, again, it was alluded to, he says, fuck, I forget. Oh, this he, is, he, okay, this is why we pull up Wikipedia first. Something <laughs> happens before the power goes out, okay? Um, so they're all partying, they're doing their thing, and then Duke, played by Batista, he collapses. Uh, it's oh, clearly from a drink. He takes yes. a sip of his drink, and immediately he dies within, you know, 30 seconds. Uh, Benoit Blanc points out, you know, he was obviously poisoned, okay, at the party. Um, Duke has a pistol. It's very important to him. And they discover that that's missing. Also a red flag. Um, and then the power goes out. Okay. So that's why, like, this has just happened. Someone's dead. And now the power goes out. So everyone, everyone's running around. Okay. And you're not sure what just happened or who did it, obviously. Or who's, like, I guess where everybody's hands are at in the pot um as they all split up okay uh benoit blanc runs into andy and then andy is shot um blanc gathers the rest of the group and announces that he has solved andy's murder and andy uh also her relationship is probably the most important she was a former business partner of uh miles braun and basically got strong-armed out of the company by braun so that's like that's important that's true now this is a major, major turning point in the movie because we spend the next 30 plus minutes in an extended flashback, okay? And uh, in the flashback, we find out that Annie actually, Andy died uh, a week before the trip and her twin sister, Helen, obviously played by the same actress, hired Benoit Blanc to solve her death. Yes, supposedly by suicide is what they is what they said she died of, but she knows that that's not true. the The twin sister knows that ain't the case. Yes, and now this is where things get super fucky. 
Um, and just kind of dumb. And like, just kind of dumb. Yes, this is where this movie... If you think this podcast goes off the rails sometimes, this movie goes way off the rails. Um, because Benoit Blanc says... He explains to Helen that he knows some people... He can basically delay the news um, of Andy's supposed suicide uh, long enough for them to do this investigation. Yeah, infiltrate. Right. Um, so that was my first like question mark because i was like that's kind of weird that he just pulls some strings and now yeah i actually didn't think about that until you just said that i know some people i got (laughs) right right (laughs) and suddenly like you know world uh, not world news but just like i I don't know anyways (laughs) very important i mean if it you know i can't think of a equivalent ceo but also oh wait never mind never mind that's something something else never mind (laughs) (laughs) um and so then let's see. Let's just talk about I think these timelines are honestly going to have to be so out of order from this point on. And this is a major gripe that I have with this movie is that no no no, I'll come back to this. So so exactly. uh, Duke <laughs> Batista's character, uh what we ultimately find out is that he had glanced at his phone and saw news of the death/suicide question mark and that is potentially what triggered his own death yes because he's going to blackmail miles into basically getting him a job at what it's called alpha news which is funny Um, but what what we had seen earlier in their conversation was him showing miles the phone and it seemed like we were led to believe that duke's numbers had gone up on twitch or whatever and that's right you know what landed him the spot and then we find out like you said he finds out about the death and it's a whole different thing yeah um Let's see. I'm trying to think of what else is mapped out in this flashback. I don't really think anything. So this, I think this is when we start getting the M's and the O's of these suspects, which is motive and opportunities. Is this yes, during? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Which is so like we get a flat. Okay, you know what's it's what's funny? Not funny, but I definitely I called this. I'm a little proud of myself. Batista's <laughs> character, who's the like the men's rights guy, he brings his girlfriend named Whiskey to the island with him, and we see earlier that. Uh, Edward Norton's character in Miles Braun is like flirting with her. She's on top of him. Um, and Duke, uh, see, did Batista's character, Duke, sees them through the window doing this. And he, and he sort of like reacts in a way or whatever. Um, and, and we had seen earlier, like those two, we had seen Miles and Whiskey like flirting in front of him and stuff. And I kind of noticed, I'm like, he's not really reacting. And so even before we find out what's happening, I'm like, I turn to who I was watching with us and I'm like, he knows that they're doing this and that's not why he's mad. Like he's mad maybe cause they're like together, but he's not, she's not cheating on him. It's just, I'm not getting that vibe. And so I was a little like called it when we find out later that he was basically using his girlfriend, you know, to get mm-hmm. what he wanted. Um, yeah. Which is, which was part of the, but then we, they think that that's quote unquote motive um, for him to kill uh miles character because of that and then and like i said we get other motives and things we don't have to go through every one but that's but right. that's how we well we know. i mean what we find out is that every character has what well, i think motive and opportunity yeah and the opportunity right, yeah. coming from they we find out that all four of them were at the uh the night uh, sorry at andy's house the night of her death we find out basically that all four right. of them stopped there at some point whether to get a hold of her or what but potentially could have been any of them that that uh you know, drugged her and, and faked her suicide. Right. Um, let's see. Also, I just have to point out that there's a uh, handwritten idea related to <laughs> what this alternative fuel source, you know, it's whatever. Uh, w- but I have to mention it because we'll come back to it. 
um, I did. Oh, I did write down Batista. Uh, so far in the movie, Batista is making me want to go back and watch him in Blade Runner twenty forty seven. Oh, dude, I just need to watch that movie. Whoa, twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. Just it, I watched it late, man. The, you know that's. <laughs> Also, that year is like coming up too quick. We're already in twenty twenty three. Like that's crazy. Uh, but I, I and I wrote in a movie I'm not really enjoying that much right now. I <laughs> at least am enjoying Batista. Can I? Can I? I'm gonna body shame for a second just because it's Batista and he's he's fucking like jacked and ripped. He he was looking a little like he's been enjoying himself. Uh, like not, Big, not but I, just a little just. Yeah. Maybe not hitting the, like the weight so much, and this is not. This really isn't a body shame. It's to say that he went from like super ripped to like a normal person, but he didn't look like at like the jacked Batista that I'm used to seeing. I guess um, right, especially like in the Marvel movies, kind of. But like, yeah, he just he looks looking. like if you've ever had like a weekend of drinking, and then like <laughs> on Monday your face is like just kind of hat like you all your weight just like went to your face for a couple days. That's how that's how he's looking. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, let me make sure I'm not missing anything here. It's so uh, I know. And then we get to present time. It takes forever. And then this is where, like, I hate to say it, but at this point, I was, I'm kind of done with the movie. Um, I, yeah, for a couple reasons. Also, we... Right, and I, yeah, I was going to dive more into it. We we had seen earlier that, because you mentioned Bautista being poisoned uh, at this point, we did see that, like, the drink was laid down in front of him okay so it's hard to say this without going to like the drink we see okay no we see the drink given to him by miles braun and then mm. we are gaslit as part of these flashbacks right uh okay so we get to the present time okay so now we know oh it's not andy it's helen uh they were shot and so helen is shot but i don't even remember I mean, of course, she gets Dusak machina by the the journal she mentioned earlier. If that's that's what you're right, yes, 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 yes. Okay, so yes, that's what saves life. So she's alive, and then Jeremy Renner's hot sauce to the saves rescue. The day. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the real Dusak machina. It's sauce. fake blood. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought it was to make him cry. Oh no, you're right. Both, both. Oh, okay. it does. Well, yeah, it does also make him cry. You're right. Um, they use it as fake blood, and kind of I if. This is kind of an audible where they decide, like, oh, okay, uh, you know, we're going to use this to, f- like, find find the murder or whatever. Yeah. Or ex- expose the murder, I guess. Yeah, because what, I mean, kind of the idea here is now everybody thinks you're dead. We can use you to search around yeah. and stuff. And- yeah. Which is, a like, you see their discussion. I, I don't remember. It, it, forget it. Uh, oh, something. Uh, sorry, something huge that we. I mean, should, probably should have mentioned is that this is all. Or I don't. Maybe you were going to say this later, but like at this point, we think we're investigating somebody who potentially was trying to murder Miles. Uh, sorry, I don't know. Did you? Were you uh, no, I, I didn't. About, I, uh, like, <laughs> like because I was mentioning that that we we know Dave Bautista's character is who died, but Miles points out that his glass is the one. His glass is the one that Bautista drank right. from. So he's saying, now, Benoit, you need to find out who is trying to murder me. Right. At this that point. is actually a huge Man, it's just, it's just, this is just, this, talking about this plot is Charlie and with the red string. It's, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will feel absolved whenever I get to the end and, <laughs> and give my final thoughts on all the, all the little things that I'm missing along the way. Um, let's see. So, 
she's fakes it they fake her death okay and then what we all go inside and then if i remember right i don't remember anything other else happening other than ben wall like reveals the whole thing yeah yeah um that... yeah okay so yeah ben wall they come back into the room and ben wall just tells everyone exactly what happened tells them that miles is, was yeah. right miles was responsible for the murders um it all goes back to the napkin it had the original idea of there's no way to prove that she wrote it if she was dead or i mean that would have been the only way um yeah he's he yeah he killed andy because he's taking complete credit for the company that which is like a it's like a they what a hydrogen based alternative fuels but this company is currently thing which is again something that could have been mentioned but there's too much fucking shit to talk about so it's fucking hard (laughs) (laughs) and so what happened during the party is duke saw the headline that she was uh dead says does this change things and so that's why miles swaps drinks kills duke um oh yeah and it's because of a pineapple allergy which was so there are things mentioned earlier you know that we yeah pay off we we are told earlier that duke's allergic to pineapple um, yeah. we, we Duke mentions the word being pancaked by the, his car earlier and then very and then later he says that same exact phrase which kind of gives away you know that Miles was the one that was at Andy's right. house that night um, and you know also this is exposed or whatever what uh, was a clue to Ben Wall is all of Miles uh, non-words I guess is how you say. <laughs> basically saying that he's not actually as smart as he claims to be that's how I figured out that he was not actually the one who made that. Oh yeah, no or something. <laughs> well, so we, yeah, that's yeah. We've got the, we we get this the stupid made up words that he's used, and then also like like we said, he nothing of Miles is original. He stole Andy's idea. He stole the idea for the murder mystery. For, not stole, but he paid the mystery writer. He pay he. I guess this is kind of where all the celebrity stuff comes in. It's like nothing, nothing is like from head to toe. Nothing's real about Miles, and you know it's kind of obvious from the beginning. I get is the idea, yeah. or whatever. Um and yeah, and so Benoit just kind of undresses him in front of everybody for being an idiot which is like okay so that's kind of the, the murder mystery is like he's just an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> and then what helen comes in and burns everything to the ground oh uh... so i was confused about the note the 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 napkin with the ideas because i'm like well why can't how okay so the idea is that they're going to recover, excuse me, recover the original napkin with her handwriting. And I was like, well, why can't he just say his, his was the original and she copied her, like hers. But then we get like, there's a watermark on the uh, cocktail napkin. Oh yeah, that's right. With, yeah. That, you know, only was that year or whatever. <clears throat> so that's how that's proved, which is a, again, a little do sexy, but not, re- I mean, I guess that's fine. You know, you can't ask for everything to be perfect, but like, like that's, that was a question I had throughout the whole thing. It's like, I don't get it. They're arguing over this napkin that either one of them can just fucking write down the ideas right now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, but that's, yeah, like you said, Helen comes down with that and then just kind of uses, well, and then just kind of throws a tantrum. <laughs> right, yeah, it starts with breaking glass. It was, I did think it was kind of funny that everyone else is like, fuck yeah. Like, yeah, let's fuck do yeah. Let's do they all start breaking glass and then she yeah, burns because... everything down and. Including the Mona Lisa. Include, yeah, exactly. We, we haven't really super talked about everybody else, but like shout out to Janelle Monet, Catherine. Well, we talked a little bit about Janelle, but uh, Catherine Hahn, Leslie Odom Jr., you know, Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Noah Segan, like all these all these people that play these characters. Kate Hudson, obviously, is Birdie. 
Um, we haven't really mentioned them, but they all do a really good job. Yeah, that is true. The 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 plot is like such a pretzel that I, I guess I lost sight at some of the other <laughs> aspects. It, of the it, yeah, it's hard. I mean, the salt on the pretzel doesn't make the pretzel any less, you know, shit. It's just a shit pretzel. Like, <laughs> um, okay. So now, biggest biggest gripe of this movie, what take took away so much of it for me is that, uh, honestly, the whole movie is just expo. The whole yeah, movie. that's what it is. And I didn't right. feel that at all with Knives Out. No, I mean, obviously, an explanation has to be. The whole like yeah. reveal like has to be expo, but you're getting it in a way that is not expo. But this like all the like everything like it, my big yeah it, to go along with your biggest gripe, mine is that it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like you're playing along with them like it did in Knives Out to solve the mystery. Um, yeah, it, yeah. For many reasons, I and I'll, like a number one for me was I'm kind of sick of the identical twin as a plot device in movies. Period. But you can't, I, I, you cannot expect us to play along and then throw a fucking twin at us because there's no way. Sure, you, you guessed it, then you're a genius. How do you expect people to be like, oh, wait, that's an identical twin, hence this and this and, then, and this makes sense? It, it's like you're not expected to solve it until you get the answer from them and then you piece the clues together because you're kind of forced to because the movie tells you. But it doesn't make yeah. it any. It doesn't make it more enjoyable. You know, not it's not satisfying. Yeah. That um, so that it just it it, it was just it was just average. It you know. I, yeah, I agree. It was it was just a very mid uh, movie, which is like so sad. Because okay, while you know you just mentioned all the actors and everything like that, I don't think there's any reason this movie couldn't have been like. Like, the acting was really, really great. I loved uh, I, the setting. There's so many things that I did love, like, about the setup. Yeah. Um, it was just, I was just so annoyed that it didn't feel like, uh, you know, a mystery. It, it felt like, let's throw, you know, as many twists and turns as we can to you. But, you know, like you said, also, we're just going to explain them to you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> My, the last thing I will say about this movie: Do you do you watch any of? Uh, um, I think you should leave with Tim Robinson. I think yes. About this. So, do you know the skit specifically where he goes to do a prank like in the mall? It's like, oh, that's yeah. a bad way to describe it. So this is how I feel about this movie, right? You're going into it and you're feeling really excited and you can't wait to see what's going to happen. So you walk into the mall and you're just covered. And then and then as you're walking through the mall. This movie, for example, as you're walking through the movie, is hitting you with more and more. That by the end of it, you're standing there and you're just covered in too much fucking shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. I just there's too much shit on me. Like that is how I feel about this movie. Is that you're excited going in, and by the end of it, you have too much shit on you, and it's too hot. You can't do it. <laughs> that's, that's I think it's I a great analogy. <laughs> I think it's perfect. Go watch. I think you should leave with Tim Robinson instead of this movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I know. I told you, like with Knives Out, I watched it once, and then like the next night, I watched it again uh, with a different group of people. And this one, like, I watched it once, and I was like, I, I don't think I, can, I definitely can't watch it again tomorrow. But right. I didn't. I didn't watch it a second time at all. Yeah, I'm a little sad that I, in preparation for this, I did read re- reread the uh, Knives Out uh, Wikipedia, even though it's unrelated. I just kind of wanted mm-hmm. to get a reminder and. 
I had forgot. I realized I forgot a lot, and I'm kind of mad now that I didn't just rewatch the movie and kind of get to play along a little bit more because I had forgotten how it ended. Uh, so I'm a little because 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 now I still do want to rewatch that compared to this, but you know, and I probably will because it's still just a good movie. So yeah, I agree. It just says a lot about it, and I do love I love the character of Benoit Blanc. Like yeah, he's the great. ridiculous accent. Uh, the, you know, I, I, I do love it. I, and I really, really hope, no matter what I thought about this movie, like, I hope to see more um, mystery movies with this character. Well, we know this is a trilogy, right? Or no, is that the de- is that the Death in the Nile uh, movie? Oh, yeah, I think the I think those. Okay. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... Trilogy, Control-F, and see if anything comes up. No, nothing. Okay, yeah, then I guess this isn't supposed to be a trilogy. I'm a little sad now. I thought this was for some reason. I thought that it was a confirmed <laughs> third one. Damn it. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. I feel like that's all I have for Glass Onion, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there again, there's so much. There's there's too much to say about it. So they, yeah, they that so at the and at the same time, that's all I yeah I have to say. <laughs> um, yeah. Please let us know what you thought about this on Twitter at Explosive Pod. Forgot to say that at the beginning, but uh, yeah. Because I need more, I need more feedback, and I actually did not even do a post watch Reddit check on this. I don't. Did you? Oh shoot! Did I? I think I did, but I don't even remember what some of the gripes were now. Because I definitely would be would be listing them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. I don't think I did then. Yeah. The other, okay, here's the other thing too. I guess that plays into like why, my frustration with not liking it as much as I thought I would is that I know that there's details in this movie, like the. Part of a big thing about Knives Out that I love is there's so much detail in, you know, just scattered out the movie, like related to the plot or like in the background or things like that. I know it's in this movie. I just have no interest in like finding out what was there. Yeah, that's actually uh, a good point about like why I should rewatch Knives Out is because who like even if I know it and and remember you know now I reminded myself of the twist like doesn't mean that I can't have just as much fun watching it knowing exactly that and being like oh that's when this is when that's happening on screen, this is what's actually happening, you know, because yeah. like with this, it's not, it's just not fun. It's not as fun with this one because again, half of it is like, oh, that's not actually Andy. It's her twin. And it's just like, okay. Oh. <laughs> I, cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that wraps up Glass Onion. Uh, I'm excited for Rapid Fire though. I'm loaded up. Uh, I'm yeah. so ready. Um, let's see. Rapid fire. Oh, you at you edited yours. I was like, I did. So yeah, we can if we can start that one. I forgot I watched. I forgot I watched a couple things. <laughs> so, uh, we're loaded up with lots of bullets. Ooh. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> uh, we're talking about Bullet Train. This just also just released. You haven't watched it yet. Um, Brad Pitt. Um, sorry, it's supposed to be a rapid fire, but I did, I I didn't have the. I don't have my didn't have the, But we got it. Coming up, Blood Train 2022. <laughs> uh, dude, this also has a massive fucking cast. Yeah, it does. Um, how would you say this name here? David Leach? Leach? Leche? No, I don't know. Who's that? Is that the director or something? That <laughs> is the director. And uh, only because, uh, I only point this out because I did not realize that he was the director for John Wick. Um, he was a director for Atomic Wand, which I've never seen, but I heard good things. Deadpool 2. The Hobbs and Shaw movie, never saw it, but anyways, uh, he's he's been busy with action movies, okay, and so he's back for another action movie uh, with Bullet Train, 
And let's run through this cast real quick. Brad Pitt, Joey King, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, Andrew Koji. Um, oh, Michael Shannon? I don't know. I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I can say anymore. I'm sorry. I already leaked one. <laughs> there's some cameos. Just know that there's some cameos. Okay. Bad Bunny. And so this is basically a, this is a bunch of hitmen on a bullet train after sort of after they're after a briefcase slash a person. Yeah. Um, I know it's a rapid fire. Uh, I, I think that you said it very very perfectly. Let me find this message you sent to me because it was oh, something along the lines of. I really liked the movie and then it just kept going and kept going yeah. and kept going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I felt about it. I was really excited to watch this too. Yeah. And so there are, there are things that I liked about the movie. I did point out, like the one thing I pointed out is that the scene, the fight scene with the sh- lady loved that. So <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Um, and I loved the tangerine and lemon joke, like that they kept going back to. I thought that was funny. It, so like Brian's Tyree Henry characters uh, confirm uh, Lemon confirmed on the spectrum. Then so can I say that <laughs> he's obsessed with Thomas the Drink and Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, the 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 movie once again ends up mid. I'm sorry. Uh, to no, this 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 was also just a painfully average movie for me. Didn't hate it. Um, but also the the critics like this is like average. Like right, like I'm so I'm right oh, there with really? the critics on this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what's next on the menu? Oh uh, shit! The menu is next <laughs> on the menu. Good shit. Uh, I saw this in theaters. I this is probably still in theaters. What, uh, it's streaming. It's on HBO. Oh no shit! Then I then I highly recommend. Um, this is. I really like this movie. Going in, you might think it's one thing, and it's not. I I won't even say specifically what I have in mind here because I don't want to spoil anybody's expectations. Um. But it, but it's really good. Uh, it's uh, Anya Taylor Joy and Nicholas Hall are kind of like the the couple that are that we see in the trailer and stuff going to enjoy this this menu from the chef, and then it's just kind of it it is a it's a dark comedy horror film, and that's exactly what it is. There's dark comedy and there is horror. So um, yeah, I won't give anything away. I just I recommend everybody check this out. Uh, you you I I can tell you right now you don't know what's going to happen no matter what you think is going to happen you probably are wrong and that's not even to say that it's like crazy it's just not what you think does that make sense it does <laughs> so yeah and i'll report back because i'm going to be watching this yeah yes definitely after. recommend checking this out it's good um yeah the uh what the good fuck luck. good luck yeah the well i don't even know that third word um me either uh <sighs> what do you mean you watch this um really the dude just go no i can't the banshees of inishirin i watched the movie and i don't remember how you say that last word (laughs) what is this i have no idea what this is okay so right i mean exactly but it is a um it is a dark comedy this has colin farrell and brendan gleason and oh, so the, right. I, okay. I've never seen In Bruges, but I know that that this is the same director, I believe, and those two actors. Okay. Uh, so this is a very Irish movie, um, and so it takes place. I'm not sure when it's supposed to take place. Oh yes, 1923. Okay, and uh, this is the literal plot of the movie, and. and <laughs> The plot of the movie is that two lifelong friends, one of them decides he doesn't want to be friends anymore. (laughs) 
<laughs> and that's and and that's the plot. And I, and I have to say, I actually I liked this movie. Um, the it's like the dialogue, a very dialogue driven movie. Um, I will say. It starts off a little slow. I didn't think I was gonna like it. I almost stopped and almost quit watching, and then it kept going. And I liked the movie, but uh, I wish I could give you more. But that's that is that's actually it. <laughs> Just know that the characters um, are really interesting, and the dialogue is is pretty funny. They say feckin' a lot. And, uh, <laughs> Love it. You know, yeah, little Irish things like that. Like, um, so Colin's famously Irish. Gleason's an Irish name too, right? Yeah, they're both from Ireland. Like born. Yes. Okay, makes sense. Uh, is this your way of saying though that you want to abruptly end the uh, podcast? <laughs> right. Yes. And I'm gonna. Ah, damn it. I wish. I don't want to. Ah. Why, <laughs> let me know when you watch it. I have a great joke, but it's too much. Uh, spoiler. Okay. To... All right. Well, then. So yeah, anyways, I mean, if it's. Oh wow, I'll, it's got uh, really good ratings. I'll package that one up and send it back to the factory. Wow. If you're gonna do that, send it to the American factory. Just really quickly, do you have the Banshees uh Wikipedia pulled up though still or at all? Yes I do. What, what I've never heard tragic comedy as one word. That's new to me. I have not either, and right. that's why I chose not to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, I just I don't I yeah. Anyway. Um A blend of both tragic and comic forms. And I kinda get it, but I would kinda say I, yeah, I guess it just is a kind of a blend. Yeah. It's fine. It's it's as mid as the movies we talked about. <laughs> yeah, no, American Factory though. This is a this is a documentary that's came out in 2019, and I had really wanted to watch it when it came out, and then I like I just completely completely forgot about it. I forgot it existed. You know, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, too many things come out, things get buried, and that's what happened. Um, and, but I love documentaries. That's they're probably my number one favorite genre, honestly. Um, and so. This one is about specifically a Dayton, Dayton, Ohio, uh, factory that got closed down, a GM plant. And so Dayton's about 40 minutes from where I am. I won't dox myself, but I live in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it's too big. You won't find me. Fuck off. And <laughs> and so I was like, okay, so it's like it's it's local. You know, I heard this is really good. I want to watch it. And it's just kind of about the plant closing and then being reopened by Chinese like investors. Um, and then it just sort of follows that story of after the... Chinese investor takes over. It's by a company called Fuyao, uh, and they're and Fuyao's like GM or, or big guy, whatever comes over and and basically the movie focuses on the clash. It's a big clash between, especially when it comes to working between Chinese workers and American workers. You know, they think we're lazy. We think that they are like like robots when it comes to working. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it it this like butting of heads eventually kind of comes to a to a head here and and things like that but but it's very interesting um and just how that dynamic plays out and stuff and so it's really cool it's just it's a good it's a good one um to check out if you ever just want to throw a documentary on they're good background movies you know so yeah i liked it um i definitely want to check this out yeah i I do i do recommend it um but yeah the uh the like I said, Fuyao is kind of like an angel, an angel investor in this company. Not really, but whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, I watched Alita: Battle Angel. Speaking of angels, and this is a oh my god! This came out in twenty nineteen. What did you? What were you thinking? I thought it was like twenty twelve. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad. Okay, same. Oh, <laughs> I can't. I, <laughs> same. Okay. Well, 
I mean, it's perfect for this episode because in a, an episode full of mid movies, Alita <laughs> was extremely mid. This is a very this is a cyberpunk action film. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, I am obsessed with uh, Rosa Salazar. Uh, loved her for uh, so long. Um, Wait, who? Who's that? She plays. Well, she like I guess is the basis for the the the. Um, CGI model. Uh, okay. What else is she in? She's in a oh, bird box. I don't think we we'll count that. Um, what would you know? Oh, Sandra Bullock. Oh, you said her name weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> She's in the Marcel the shell with shoes on. Oh my god! I need to watch that. I need to watch that. I have it. <laughs> okay. What the fuck? What do I even? I I guess I only know her from the show Man Seeking Woman. I swear to God, she's in something else at least. Oh, she's in Undone, the Amazon. Uh, series, which uh, I do really like that. Show. Okay, you you said that last one like it was a big one. I'm not really. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't really know. Right. I don't, <laughs> dude. Anyway, she's been in some movies, and uh, I don't know. Is she the I shell? Guess I found her. She's the shell, right? In Mar- she's not the shell. Okay. She's not the shell. <laughs> she might be a shoe. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie yet. <laughs> I know. I do know Jenny Slate is famously the show. Shout out. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So this is just like a CGI movie. It's about like a robot brought back to life. And it turns out she's a uh, kung fu robot. Anyways, <laughs> it's bad, man. It's really bad. And Christoph Waltz is in this too. I didn't even know he was in this movie. Are but, there, yeah. Wait, is this any live action or it's all, or it's because you said CGI. Is it it's it's just uh, animated or it's or is it a combination of no, things? it's a combination. So okay. like the robots, which a couple of them are like kind of like humanoid. And so like they're actors that were animated to kind of to make them look a little more anime-ish oh this is megan you know I mean? ground zero megan <laughs> right yes this is ground zero megan and then all, a lot of the other characters or actually all of the other characters are human or are their actual actors okay so christoph waltz is like it's just him gotcha um but yeah it's mid uh honorable mentions never had that before but here we are honorable mentions this whoa, place whoa, whoa, whoa. don't do me like that oh <laughs> almost <laughs> dropped the i mean almost uh I'll drop the ball on that one. Would have been a moonfall. Would have been a fucking moonfall if you had dropped the <laughs> ball in the fall moon. Uh, moonfall. This is not mid. This is not good. This is terrible. I think everybody kind of knows it's terrible. It's a Roland Emmerich film. So, you know, you've got your, what is it? Uh, Independence Day, famously good. But then, like, Godzilla, okay. Uh, oh, shit. Day, that's what this is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's that one. The Day After Tomorrow, 10,000 BC, 2012, White House Down. This guy is the the disaster film guy. So this movie, I, I, I can't, I have way too much to say about this movie. I could talk about it for hours and hours. Um, I won't, obviously. It is just, it is so laughably, laughably bad to the point where I kind of recommend everybody watch it. That's what I was going to say. Is this <laughs> bad enough that you, ha- you actually have to watch it? it? So it's 130 minutes. Doesn't need to be. But at the same time, there's no minute wasted that isn't stupid. So you get your, you know, uh-huh. you get you you get what you pay for, which is zero if you have HBO Max, uh, <laughs> or whatever, however much a month. So like, I recommend it because it's so batshit insane the things that happen. Halle Berry is in a Roland Emmerich film, so that by itself is kind of <laughs> funny. I can't, I can't. There's, I can't. I'm trying to like, I will kind of want to say like the single dumbest thing in the movie, what it would be, just as an example but I can't. Well, I did. Okay. So I sent you a snap from this movie that was pretty laughable. 
Oh, where, that's what that was. That's okay. what that. I just say I sent Jeremy a snap from a scene. I would just say just this scene about how stupid it is. So the world's coming to a literal fucking end at this point. The moon as the title will suggest, is falling. It is out of orbit. It's coming towards the Earth. Tides are fucked up. Gravity's fucked up. The air is fucked up, right? So while this is happening, three rednecks decide to rob these kids for their, for their vehicle. I, I guess, fine, whatever. They need a vehicle. It's still stupid. But as this is happening, one of the, the main characters, uh, Patrick Wilson's one of the main characters, his son in this movie, who's played by a terrible actor, says... What is he like? What did he? I forget. He's like, hey, man, leave the girls alone. And one of the rednecks is like, what are you, some kind of smart ass? You a college boy? It's like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So that's what you can expect from this movie. Um, and that's. And I oh, don't sorry, know yeah. if you said it or not, um, but I do think it's worth pointing out. This there are, this movie does have some accolades of its own. Uh, one of the largest box office bombs of it's all time. Ter- it did terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. In Canada and the U.S., it was like 11 million or something. Uh, most oh, of its yeah. money came from China because this movie was invested in by a Chinese company or something. Hence, why in this movie you get a Chinese actress and Kelly Yu, who is fine, but you can tell she's just kind of shoehorned in. And then you also get a reference of the Chinese helping the Americans with like the mission of the movie essentially uh, well i know prime suspect if the moon starts to fall for real <laughs> <laughs> oh god man can you there's a thank god ali i'm sorry just one more thing there's a line in the movie where patrick wilson says i have more important things down here on earth to thank god halle berry's response is more important things while the moon is falling on the fucking earth. She doesn't say fucking, but thank God she calls them out. It doesn't. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. And like the movie tries to be grounded in reality about things and then other, and then other, and and then it's not. Um, Yeah. So that's all I have for Moonfall. And we do have uh, an honorable mention of a place that the moon would fall on to that rules. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Brian's got an honorable mention. All right. This is our first time hearing about it. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, so honorable mention, this place rules. Um, it's on HBO max. And this is Andrew Callahan famously known channel five. Uh, and this is a documentary about the events leading up to, uh, January wait, six, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Sorry. Tomorrow, it's, sure. uh, it's fucking with me because yeah, because it's the fifth. <laughs> Uh, the the January sixth uh, storming of the Capitol, and so it's, I, dude, it's it's honestly so good because I, it's uh so like the individuals that are in, interviewed and have like time spent on them in the movie. Um, how do I how do I explain it? There's no agenda, I guess. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, that's like that's kind of the best part of Andrew is that while he may seem like. Like, obviously, people that support a certain position, like, and I'll say it, like, we're not political here, but mainly, you know, the far right will say that he is biased, but he he, he kind of more or less is just showing the world, like, these people. Yeah. Like, he, he he will show the quote-unquote crazies of the left, and there are, there are 100% are liberals that are, like, insane and have just as, as far views as some of the right. But at the same time, you can't deny that he's just putting a microphone in, some, in front of some people's faces and they're saying exactly what they want to say because he's really good about you know letting people do that and letting yeah. them expose themselves and it, 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 so it's 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 hard to say he's playing favorites when it's kind of people um showing their true colors yeah um yeah <laughs> highly highly recommend anyone can watch this for sure definitely i 
I will say it, the editing felt a little. I'm gonna say it, a little amateurish at times. The way that yeah, they, I agree, it was yeah. kind. Of, some of the connections. Uh, as somebody who again like loves documentaries, yeah, it's just like some of the connections between editing and stuff. I was a little like, oh, that's. I didn't. I wouldn't have done that, or that wouldn't have been my choice. But yeah. who, who the fuck am I to say anything? You know, I just. I just think that it's a little. Um, don't expect it to be. You know, maybe super. It's it's Channel Five in a documentary, and I think that's you know that's yeah. just exactly what it is. Yeah, I feel like that's why. Unless I missed it, I don't think they pointed out anything about Channel Five. Or I guess yeah. at the beginning, he does say that he was known from the quarter confessions, like social media. Right. Yeah, they do show some of that. Yeah, but I don't think they talk about Channel Five, and I felt like maybe it was because of what you just said. Because like, <laughs> if you knew it was a YouTube you know, like show or whatever you want to say, like, and you were watching the documentary, you'd be like, Oh yeah, this looks like a YouTube yeah, video. Yeah. Like, Which like, it, like doesn't make it at any, times. yeah, yeah, definitely. doesn't make it any like worse, but it, but it's just not, it's just, uh, it's a little different. And like, I kind of thought the transitions of him writing stuff on the notes was a little like them almost <laughs> yeah, like yeah. copying what they think like a documentary would do. I didn't really like necessarily <laughs> yeah. like that, but, uh, yeah. but that's, Dude, and who in 2022, who is still starting out documentaries with, I think that's a good way to start the documentary. <laughs> Who's doing that? That's so true. Yeah. Man. That's as bad as bad as if he had a slowed down song in the trailer of kids, a cover of kids yeah. singing a slowed down yeah, song. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, you're totally right. I forgot about that. It, like it, it, it shows that the eight, because here's what I didn't realize. I didn't realize Andrew was as young as he is when I, until oh, I, yeah. so is like 23, he's like, no, that can't, that's even younger. Is that true? Dude, I'll kill my, no offense, but I'll kill myself. He might be 24. And that's the thing, like he he's he's twenty five, so you're so okay. Oh, uh, okay. Very close. But like that's the thing. Like he's a twenty five year old making this. I can't say that I would have done any better. I would have done a lot worse. But <laughs> yeah. <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a, yeah. But that is to say that it is like a twenty five year old making a documentary. That's all. That's right. all. <laughs> he's just not seasoned all the way yet. Exactly. I'll you know, that. come to us. We'll help you out, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. Watch yeah. it. No, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, and then TV two. Just kidding. <laughs> I didn't, I haven't watched any TV series. I'm stuck in that loop, and you kind of talked about it. I'm just like, I don't know what I want to start next. I do still have like three episodes of Game of Thrones. But oh, there you go. I actually, I'll be excited to hear about your like your series thoughts. Actually, you know, so yeah, I'm excited to give two, but I'm not. I'm just not like pumped to watch these last three episodes of that do you do you have a men- do you have like a mental hurdle that you have to get over like you're like like once you do it you'll do it but right now it's just like there's something yeah there i just... think it's just because i really am, have not been crazy about like the whole last season so I'm yeah just like, i feel that it just feels like a chore like i have to watch these last no three exactly episodes. um this is okay so not related to that kind of but also kind of related to that wow that's weird uh i'm having that with witcher 3 right now i'm about to go to um the skellige isles Wait, have you made you? Oh, okay. You've been there, right, in the game. Yeah, yeah. And I have a mental hurdle right now where I don't like that area of the game, and I don't want to go there. So I'm just. Oh, like, really? It's so beautiful, though. I know. I, I know. Say, like mission wise, it. I feel like it's less fun, but it is. I feel like it's so much more beautiful. Than it, it it really is, but I'm just like in my little fun villain area where yeah. I'm meadows, nothing can hurt me. La, la, la. <laughs> right. Go there's this. pirates. And <laughs> there's none of that. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> um. Fuck, what was the other thing I was going to say about... Oh, as far as TV shows. Yeah, I also didn't watch anything really except for like some things that I've talked about already. But once I finish What We Do in the Shadows, which I'm close to doing, I will be starting officially Severance is the show I've chosen. So that will be my oh, TV nice. two coming up. I'm excited about that. You ha- Did you watch Severance? 
I did. You yeah. did. Okay, I thought so. Yeah. So be doing that, and uh, well, if there's not much else to talk about, you want to tease the next. The theme? Yes. Well, you can't because you don't know it. I don't know why I forgot I gonna, that. I was just gonna say. I was gonna say if you don't say anything right now, that's gonna be awkward. I really. I don't know. <laughs> I should have waited. My bad. Okay, so uh, for the next episode, I was thinking, and again, Jeremy doesn't know this. So I- okay, I'm recording again because I accidentally hit the space bar. Not a big deal. Maybe edit this. So, yeah, Jeremy doesn't know uh, what this theme is, actually, which is kind of funny. So I'm just like, yeah, locking it in. Um, it's going to be robots. Oh, okay. I love this. <laughs> so obviously Megan's coming out. Right. Okay. Obviously Megan will be coming out and so i'll be watching that but yeah i thought maybe we could like wh- what do we got here ai irobot uh right. Bacchina, iron giant, called? Um, iron giant. <laughs> shit good call um, uh other, other stuff. Uh, i don't know alita sure man oh, i know Saved alita for this I, one. it's just thinking <laughs> but i'm sure we can make an episode out of robot yeah things, what's right? the um what's the hugh jackman like the robot uh Rock oh. Sockham Robots movie. Oh Hold shit! Uh, yeah, Hugh Rock Sockham Robots the movie, right? <laughs> Jackman Robot. I remember people were talking about how they said it's a good movie. It's something Steel. Yeah, Real, Real Steel. Real Steel. Yeah, dude. Should the, we watch shut Real the Steel? Fuck up. No, this should is we? A four point eight, seven hundred ratings. Four point eight. What's this from? Yeah, wait. Well, is this just Google? <laughs> what gave it a four? Maybe like dude, four point seven. Oh, that's from Amazon. Sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Where's okay. the meta, dude? Yeah, the meta's kind of the meta's the meta right now. As far as I'm concerned. Hold on, we have to solve this mystery before this episode <laughs> can end. Well, yeah, because we'll be talking about real steel, so we have to know how good it is for next episode. <laughs> All right, real steel. While you're looking that up, yeah. So, we'll, so like robots, like robot movies, obviously, but we'll have a game too. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think of something. I don't know what it is yet, but. By next episode, we'll be playing a robot game. Could be, could be. What's your favorite robot? Fifty six. So I feel like Mid. this actually would be a good one. Seven point one on user reviews. Okay. Dang. Oh, the users love their. I'll be settling movies. this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how long is it? What's the what's the runtime? Uh oh man. One Please sec. just give me. Sorry, just give me like fifty five minute runtime. Uh, let's see, three hundred and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, one twenty seven. <laughs> 127 still is still, like, longer than I would have thought, though. No, it's over two hours, yeah. All right. Oh, Chappie, that's a, that's a thing. Have you ever seen oh, Chappie? yeah, Chappie, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not going to watch all these and I'm listening, but, like, you know, they're out there. <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> I might bring the most material I've ever watched for the Robots episode. What evil. about the Robots animated movie? Did you ever see that one? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. I uh, forgot about that. Well, movie. it'll make me sad if I watch it because it has Robin Williams, so. Oh, Wait, so I we could so watch, um, what's the robot? What's robot? Oh yeah, and Bicentennial Man. Yeah, Bicentennial Man. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch Bicentennial Man and Robots. Yeah, that movie fucked me up as a kid, man. It's it's I trying to that in AI with uh, Haley Joel Osment. Haley, I, yeah, yeah, yes. We're both like, what the fuck? Because and Dude, it, fuck uh, my parents for thinking that that was okay for me to watch. <laughs> uh, do you remember in AI, um? the who's in, who's famously the the other robot that's in like the carnival um he's attractive oh. uh gladiator i think mm-hmm. i think it's joaquin phoenix that's in oh really AI, which is just like what the fuck yeah i should remember this because i didn't sleep for a week after i watched that movie <laughs> it was fucking something huh. isn't the tooth fairy isn't that like the 
isn't the character like the tooth fairy that he like is so obsessed with? The who, he... who Haley? I why can't I find this now? This is this is fun for everybody listening. Right, there's definitely like a fairy <laughs> that he's like chasing the entire time. The blue fairy. Oh, here, yeah, here it is. Oh, to turn him into a real boy. Okay, yes. Yeah. Jude Law, not Joaquin. Jude Law. Yeah. Did Jude Law look like Joaquin Phoenix a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Brendan Gleeson's in this. Oh, go. nice. It'd be a little, yeah. He's Perfect. probably like, you feckin' AI, yeah, or whatever. AI. <laughs> Robin right. Williams is in artificial intelligence, too? N- no. As a, it says Dr. No voice. So we're watching... So we're watching... We've now changed this. We're not watching robot movies. We're watching robot movies with Robin Williams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> and let's just... Okay, if you did AI, uh, Bicentennial Man, and Iron Giant, there's three movies that fucked me up as a kid. There That's we, a there perfect traumatic robots with Robin Williams episode. Traumatic, traumatic robot Williams is going to no, be the title. dude, yes. <laughs> and, then, and then in Good Will Hunting... Uh, Matt Damon is famously a robot. This is crazy. We can watch all of these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It's like one of those things where it's like an unofficial trilogy. Yeah. Whole series now. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if you were a director? Again, we're just bullshitting at this point. Wouldn't it be fun if you were a director and you did like the Cornetto trilogy? He came out and was right. like, actually, like you guys didn't realize this, but like these were all connected because there was an alien in the sky. Like, I, oh, I, yeah. Like, just, just, yeah, what? yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a, um, a, a Cloverfield this is a yes. universe, whole universe here. <laughs> Man, what if it was Glass Onion in a Cloverfield sequel? That would have been something. Huh? That would have been something. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Me too. I'm fully cooked. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Yep. Uh, we'll see you in the next one. See you.